0: Babysitter's Club ba-na-ma-na. Babysitter's Club ba-na-ma-na. You can't beat everyone so you gotta sit your baby <laughs> Uh, before we get too far into the show, um, we did want to address something a listener brought to our attention that we had sort of glossed over, uh, part of David Bowie's history in our labyrinth episode, our somewhat recent labyrinth episode, um, and uh, we we in the past have sort of um, uh, usually when when an actor in a film or there's some sort of uh, sticky topic in a in a film related to the cast or the content we usually bring it up uh and we didn't in this instance um uh, david bowie when uh, in the 70s had a sexual relationship with a, a teenage girl at the time uh, uh they said it was consensual um in, in retrospect the the victim has said you know it was an inappropriate relationship um so uh it wasn't our intent to gloss over that, and so we understand that it, anyone can feel uncomfortable in that instance as we uh, rave about how great David Bowie is with while also um, either intentionally or unintentionally, in this case, um, not addressing those topics. So we did want to uh, broach that subject and just mention that, that wasn't our intent, but we are happy that the listener brought it up to us. Uh, we wanted to address it uh, right here
1: real quick. Hey, welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot. This is the podcast where we look back on things from our childhood and see if they're any good. My name's DJ. My name's Damon. Welcome, everybody, (laughs) to the nonstop babysitting cavalcade. We're 126 episodes in, and I think we're really rounding the bend on the intros. (laughs) I think we're really just sort of closing the gap on the awkwardness. Any any minute now, we're going to figure it out. We um, keep
0: waiting for someone to respond. That's the problem. <laughs> we think that someone's just going to start clapping.
1: Yay!
0: Like an infomercial, like we're hosting that Emerald Lagasse rotisserie they got going on now.
1: Um, today we are watching the Babysitter's Club movie. Can I put uh, a bet on the year? Yes.
0: Is it 95? I want to say 95.
1: Um, it is 1995. I already Ooh. know that. Otherwise, Uh-oh. I would, uh, you know, bet against you. And Thank I'll, you. I I have, appreciate your honesty. I have zero recollection of this movie. Never seen it. Never wanted to see it. Okay. Don't remember aggressive. it. Don't give a shit. Up. No. Uh, don't be so proud of yourself. No. I just I uh, this one missed. Even though I was very aware of the Babysitters Club as an entity, it was only the books, and I think. By this point, I'm trying to think of how old my sister would have been. My, my sisters would have been, because of ninety
0: oh, carry, the, carry one. the one. <laughs> to the 10th power.
1: So we would have been like 13, 14, depending on what time of year it is. And uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you were right born in 81. It's, right?
0: it's late fall. <laughs> what <laughs> would they do then? <laughs> uh,
1: so my sister would have been 17. So she was past babysitter's club time she's would not have been babysitting like, she's interested in boys and doing her nails it would have been pre-nostalgia post actually being into the babysitter's club books you know what i mean so gotcha. she's not ready to look back and be like oh i was so uh, but she's you know so i think maybe that was just the window did you have you seen this um more importantly how about you <laughs> thank you
0: um I have seen this movie. I didn't see it at the time because I could not risk any association with Babysitter's Club. I was too deep Mm -hmm. in the closet to start just grabbing that girl stuff to be into. (laughs) I just could not risk it. Um, Deep heterosexual espionage. (laughs) is that weird in my life. Tricked everyone. Um, but I did see it in college. I, I I assume I wouldn't, this is not a movie I would gravitate towards, you know, the power of friendship or whatever. Um, so I feel not like- Not friends. <laughs> not a fan. As also evidenced by my high school years. Aww. Not a fan of having friends and maintaining them. Um, but I did see it in college. I assume one of my my friends in college- you know, wanted to watch it or had some sort of memories about it and wanted to watch it. I remember uh, almost nothing except that the marketing involved sunflowers. But it was the mid '90s, and almost everything's marketing yeah. involved sunflowers and maybe gingham.
1: Um, so uh, who were in- sunflowers such a thing? And then blossom. Like- I
0: blame blossom. Oh,
1: but was she? And the- also, like
0: those 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 doll dresses, those baby doll dresses, were a lot of sunflowers there. Nirvana? Hmm. no did nirvana ever have a sunflower in a video no i'm thinking of hanson <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of uh, visual Sorry, crossover generation. yeah well, a like they're blonde you know uh
1: true instruments <laughs> uh, more
0: crossover I, than i have i
1: have several um jokes going through the head they're no- all tasteless i'm gonna say zero of them that's they none of them pass the great filter of the front of my brain of 2020 so, yeah <laughs> um you're welcome everybody um we don't have to cancel you yet yet um you know who has seen this who, who has very
0: oh uh, fun- i have a feeling
1: nancy Pelosi. I'll tell you, I'll I'll give you a hint. She lives in the same house as me.
0: Is it that Edwardian ghost we were just talking about that haunts your upper staircase? Angelica.
1: (laughs) Come upstairs. She's a toy doll that she drags behind her. So this house was built in 1925. Why are you here? We can go to different houses. (laughs) A luggage mix-up of some kind. There's a great public transit system. In the afterlife. In the afterlife. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lauren uh, was has been a staunch voice for us to cover this movie. Even though I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I believe you, this exists, but I've never seen it. I've no. Occasionally, we'll do things that we have no memory, but we like to like start with something, some Go sort on. of Mary- I
0: like to to be part of the creative process here. I like to like a window into it. You
1: like <laughs> to start with something, <laughs> but, at the, but at the same point, now that we've read the books, we do have. I feel good about watching it because I think I we have a real foothold. You're right. I have a strong foundation of the BSC, at least as much as four books out of <laughs> one hundred thousand can give. I know who, who's a Christie. I know who's a Marianne. Um, I assume those are the main characters of this book. The four, the main four: Claudia, Marianne, uh, Stacy.
0: Here's what I'm worried about, because I will admit I did watch the trailer to this when Tyler was saying he also had no memory of this movie coming out. I am nervous just based on the cuts, the the shots that were used in the trailer, because about two thirds of the way into the trailer, I was like, where the fuck is Claudia? (sighs) Uh, And then there was like a brief shot of an Asian American girl. And I was like, is that her? She said nothing. And it just sort of breezed by her. We have,
1: do we have Claudia Erasure? That wouldn't surprise me. I don't want, I don't want there's gonna be
0: either Claudia Erasure, Claudia pushed to the side, or they just cast some white girl to be Claudia.
1: Oh, if oh man, I'm, I'm like pre mad, even though,
0: even though these are baseless allegations, based <laughs> it's on, not based on, a on trailer. Facts. I watched, no idea. I might have had a drink before I watched the trailer. I'm not lying. <laughs> Um, I'm out for blood, and I don't care who gets in my way. Are you ready, Babysitters Club movie from 1995 trailer?
1: And I'm uh, coming for you. I think I don't really have anything else to say. You ready to to watch this thing? Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. A little little quick teaser. If you become a patron of the show, we're gonna we're gonna also watch the new Netflix series, uh, but yes. for patrons only. So it's coming some, up. Don't, some don't tie me down some. to all of it. I don't know how many. It depends on how bored we are that day and how good it is just factors in in exactly that order. So, um, all right, let's, uh, let's watch babysitters club parent left parenthetical 1995, right. Parenthetical left colon the movie. We work the body as revenge.
0: They worked the data to the title of the movie. You don't usually see that. So on IMDb, is it said The Babysitter's Club, 1995, the movie, colon, Claudia's Revenge, and
1: then 1995 again? I said, uh, I want you to notice, and this is not a mistake. I said, colon, the movie, slash, Claudia's
0: <laughs> Like it's a like, file on a website. <laughs> like they couldn't decide. <laughs> <laughs> it was an even break at the board of Warner Brothers and they're just like, oh, fuck it. We're putting both on <laughs>
1: the movie and or <laughs> Revenge.
0: Okay. Sounds like go. a shitty video game only sequel to a movie that never had a sequel. I feel like that <laughs> happened a lot where video games that were made of movies uh, got sequels that the movie never did. I was like, and it was always someone's revenge. Yeah. Claudia Kishi she's out for blood just like me just like me again I am a Claudia
1: you remember Jafar he's back <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Pantene Pro-V and <laughs> Patreon.com become a patron of our podcast Patreon.com slash An Idiot or Your An if you want to cut out the middleman it'll redirect you you can become a patron of the show uh, you'll get uh, exclusive content not much but we're working on it <laughs> <laughs> you'll get, you'll get, uh, you can get drawings by Damon. You can get uh, uh, songs by me. You can uh, just support the show. You can get you can your get name your father's and father's
0: love.
1: Yeah, you can. Uh, At $100 final-
0: an episode, you get your father's
1: love. You get that, Ad- you get that attaboy from your favorite teacher that you've been waiting for <laughs> since you were in fifth grade. Uh, Patreon.com slash Unit is an Idiot. And Panteen Pro V. Is that still a shampoo?
0: You know, um, I don't know. I feel like it is. I don't feel like, do shampoos go away? I feel like they just sort of get moved around the shelf. Is there a shampoo that doesn't, pert exists. As long as straight men exist, pert will be there. I used to be a pert guy. You, yeah, that's, because I mean, when you, shave, you, when you want to shave, when you want to slim down your shower
1: time, it's best to just combine the shampoo and conditioner right away. I have, I use three in one Old Spice right now, so I have not grown out of that. Oh no, you've added a third element. Yeah, body wash. Wow.
0: So do you just like at the when you walk into the shower, <laughs> do you just pour it on the top
1: of your head and let it
0: cascade down the rest of your body?
1: No, I use a poof, a shower poof. They're great, exfoliating. It's wonderful. So we watched the. 1995 Babysitters Club movie.
0: Well, I mean, on the it's, the it's, Library of Congress it's, would list it as the Babysitters what? Club (parenthesis 1995) the movie slash Claudia's Revenge.
1: Right, right, right. Good news, Claudia is in this movie. <laughs> she is,
0: and she is always a weird mix of forlorn and about to laugh. Yeah, we'll get this to whole that. cast. Uh, actually, we. I mean, This whole cast is always about to laugh, but you're right. I just remembered we didn't even sum up this movie yet. Yeah. So, DJ, would you like to sum up this movie for me?
1: I really wouldn't. Um, Well, I didn't want
0: to do it. That's why I had to keep talking.
1: The Babysitter's Club.
0: Uh, You look like Rodan's The Thinker right now. (laughs) Who was also thinking about Babysitter's Club, the movie?
1: There's a group of uh, of youths. They have a Babysitter's Club. Uh, it's the summertime. They start a day camp for uh, to to make some money and to help uh, babysit their clients' kids. And they charges. Uh, their charges, as no one would have said me <laughs> as, as
0: John Adams would have said, but 1990s. no one else. Yeah. Um, and th- through a
1: series of <laughs> through a series of shenanigans, yeah, they. They pull it together. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what happened in this movie? They, uh, they, uh, well, okay, so Christie's yeah,
0: biological father
1: that's the way to go. Christie's biological father comes to town and, uh, they've been kind of estranged and he wants to spend all his time with her, but he doesn't want her mom to know that he's there. So she has to, through several acts of subterfuge, lie to her mother, lie to her friends. It really weighs on her. Uh, Claudia is trying to uh, pass a test.
0: Summer school. She's in summer school, She's and if she school. fails her class, she'll be kicked out of the BSC.
1: That's right. Um, Stacy, um has it, got a crush on a uh, uh, one of her charges' cousin, Luca. Luca. Luca from Poland. Where's he from? He's Swiss. He's Swiss. Um, Couldn't you tell from all the holes in him? Dawn oh. uh is also in this movie. Oh yeah, Larissa Olneck. And Marianne uh is having a little trouble with her uh, uh there's a rival. What is the rival's name? Uh Koki. Cokie. Cokie. Had Cokie. to look it up. Cokie and her her hench teens uh <laughs> keep trying to mess with the BSE and Cokie is trying to flirt with Logan, her boyfriend. So that's her... Mary Ann's boyfriend, sister. yeah. Mary Ann's boyfriend. Um, what else is going on in this? Well,
0: you sort of glossed over Dawn's. Uh, she gets a little story where...
1: Um, oh, yeah. Alan. She,
0: well, she's got a Alan, and she also has Mrs.
1: Haberman love triangle. That's Classic right. love triangle. That's right. Maggie Haberman's mother uh, <laughs> of the New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> it's in this movie. No, uh...
0: She likes to go to her mom's house when she's extremely exasperated by Trump. But otherwise, uh, (laughs) Ellen Burstyn, a.k.a. Mrs. Haberman, just gets to
1: relax with her snapdragons. Almost four years in, still not able to use the word lie, Maggie Haberman. (laughs) Um, No, it's the, Mrs. Haberman is the, she lives next door to Dawn and is very disturbed by uh, seemingly hundreds of, Kids in the backyard of the next door house and just throwing shit over her fence. Um, Eventually, all is fine, though, with all of these storylines. Is
0: that everything? I'm just trying to double check. Let me check my notes. Um, Let's see. Yeah, Alan's a dweeb. Uh, Stacy's still got diabetes. Um, Yep. Yeah, we do touch on that. uh, New York City. Go to New York City with Luca. Mm Mm-hmm. And oh they they the gazebo they get the gazebo from the city um and then there's a greenhouse Mrs. yeah there's a saberman yeah
1: It's a very disjointed movie but that's the that's the to recap this would be just to say there's a babysitters club <laughs> 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 they have, Which you
0: could have gotten for the first thir- first 30 seconds when the title <laughs> arrives Yeah or probably uh, looking down at your ticket in 1995 That's true Um
1: it's a hard one to recap because I don't feel like it's a typical, it's you're not a classic three-act structure like a movie. It's just, Dij, like- I think the wisest
0: thing is just to stop talking. I feel like you just did a perfect recap. You went, you, you did it all. I think you got it. Well, I'm out of the recap
1: now. I'm just talking. Oh, okay. We, now still now just, t- okay now just- we still have some time to fill. So <laughs> I thought we might talk about the Thanks movie. Thanks for
0: coming to the Recap Zone, our <laughs> podcast. Uh, next we week. To- Lord Lord of the
1: struggle mightily for 12 minutes to recap a movie <laughs> and then move on. Uh, I'm, I was very relieved that Claudia is in, not only in this movie, but they cast, uh, an Asian person to play her because I was, I was worried by what you said.
0: Yeah. I, you, I saw, uh, my apologies. you saw
1: Claudia nun in the trailer. <laughs> True.
0: And I wouldn't
1: put it past the mid nineties to just recast, uh, Japanese American girl. To their credit, I think the casting, other than the fact that none of them can act worth a fuck, Whoa. uh was pretty good. Um, like as uh, far as like Sissy in terms Sp- of what they looked like. Yes. Yeah. Uh Sissy SpaceX daughter, uh, who whom I know as the love interest in Orange County. Yes. And only that. <laughs> Sissy Jr. Um you
0: got Sissy Jr., you got she's, she's Christy. all that. You she's got, all that plays you got
1: Alex Mack, Marianne, Alex Mack, uh, or the sister from Ten Things I Hate About You plays um, Dawn. Dawn, which is a is that I imagine she's from the books, but we didn't. Get she to is. Dawn. She
0: actually no, we did. Uh, Dawn is in Marianne and oh, the, the Zoom last mystery. one. Yeah,
1: that's right. She's the
0: stepsister of Marianne. That's right. Um, which you gathered from the one scene uh, where all of a sudden Alex Mack goes well maybe I don't want you as a sister and walks away. And then I had to go, Oh, right. They're sisters. Stepsisters.
1: Yeah. We literally had to pause the movie to explain that, uh, Christie's family lineage there for a second, because Lauren was getting very confused and I needed to use my book lo- knowledge.
0: Yeah, this movie, um,
1: not just general book knowledge, but because I've recently read the, book. <laughs> <laughs> the basis books,
0: um, yeah, this movie starts in media race, as we might say. And by we, I mean just me. Um, in that you don't... You see, made that up. Not, this is not the beginning of... Uh, you don't see like the the beginning of the Babysitter's Club. It starts just no. like any book. Uh, you might have read Sans Episode 1. Um, it starts with Christy just running down every, every person that's ever existed in Stony Brook um, and telling us what they like to do. Which is just let me tell you a riveting way to start a movie. They did. It's, it's, it's great in print. It's even better on film.
1: We get a couple of the the junior officers too. Mallory, who wears right. Her, we didn't
0: see a lot of these characters until we read cute this
1: little one, Yeah, cute little little tie. She has, she has the cute little outfits, and then uh, who's the other? What's the name? Uh,
0: of Jesse, Jesse. Jesse. Jesse, um, who may have been. Um, I can't tell if I hated her the most or loved her the most. Um, she seemed the most exasperated from being in the movie, the actress who played Jesse. And there is a great shot, an absolutely great shot, um, where uh, Christy reveals um, that she wants to start a day camp for all their charges. Um, and uh, I guess she always introduces her ideas as, I have a brilliant idea. And Jesse responds with, This brilliant idea. Might actually be brilliant. And then she just smiles at the camera. And then the camera cuts to Christy smiling back. And I could feel myself grow older during
1: that shot. It's it's like this movie is shot and acted like it's a total serial commercial. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they <sighs> got to have their pops.
1: Like, um, there
0: were a few, sh- there was a, there's a shot where Alan finally arrives at the, uh, babysitting camp. Um, and I was so thrown off I am not a cineast in any way, but the the cinematography of this movie is ludicrous. Um, it's shot by a mental patient. Uh, <laughs> he trips, and the the shot cuts um, right as he's about to trip. So you just get a jolt of oh no, my, my adrenaline kicked in, and then the next shot is a close up of a picnic table as the girls like move a table as they're rearranging one of the rooms in the, the the babysitters camp and it's so disjointed and weird it was the one moment where it felt like a German art house film it was weird as fuck
1: it, it reminds me of one of those great moments in cinema history uh, when uh, the, the daughter falls off the bench in field of dreams where there's just like <laughs> just like shot action <laughs> shot. And then a weird beat and then um, another action where I was like, you know, you can cut it closer in the editing room. Yeah. You don't have to
0: have all this flab, this uh, cinematic flab going around. Um, (laughs) uh, I also want to just point out um, one, one of my favorite lines. This is not, Meant to be a funny line, uh, as far as I can tell. Um, it reminded me, I would call it what I would, what I would refer to it as is a Bethany line. My friend Bethany in college, uh, she had a habit of laughing at lines that were not funny at all, <laughs> but if they were said in a very specific way, it would send her in hysterics, to the point where you'd have to stop the film and just wait her out. Um, but there's a scene where Christy, uh, Sissy Spacek Jr., yeah. and She's All That are on the phone um, and they're sort of uh, commiserating about the fact that they both have this lie because uh, Marianne is the only person Christie's told that her father's in town. Um, right. and so the rest of the BSC is sort of coming down on them because they know they're keeping something from them, and it's causing Christy to be distant from the group, and it's causing Marianne to have to cover for, her and it's just causing a lot of drama. Um, and uh, they're having this very quiet moment where you know Christie says if i if I tell my parents I've betrayed my father if i if I don't' Yeah, I've betrayed my fr- family and friends, and then Marianne, like a robot, goes, "I'm gonna call you later," and just hangs up the phone, which I enjoy. But that's not the line because uh, it just cuts to Christy just sitting by the phone still, and her mom comes in. It's the dead of night; no one would be doing what her mom is doing at this time. But she just comes in, and she says loudly, um, "Christy, look at these tomatoes. They're huge." <laughs> holds a giant tomato in Christy's face. And it made me laugh so much. <laughs> Christy, I know you're crying talking to your friend, and I know it's 9.30 at night, but I've been out in the garden, and these tomatoes, they're huge.
1: Here's and the best also, time to pick tomatoes. tomatoes.
0: They were shitty <laughs> tomatoes. You could tell when she got them open, they were all pink and mealy.
1: <laughs> Just a hoot and a half, I'll be honest with you. There's uh, a couple of uh, weird music cues. In film. <laughs>
0: First off, um, you're absolutely right. Uh, the song Girlfriend, I appreciated being used, what, 15, 16 times throughout the course of the film? I mean, by Robin, right? Girlfriend! No, unfortunately not. <laughs> Just uh, what sounded like a cacophonous group of um, 16 or 17 girls screaming, girlfriend!
1: And... Also, when we meet Luca for the first time, he comes down the stairs. Uh, when when uh, Stacey comes over to babysit the the charge, and uh, Luca comes down the stairs, and we—it's literally porn music. It's like a guitar being like, Bow! "DJ, I'm glad you." Wee, wee, because- and I was like, "Dude, th- this kid, although he's older, is still like seventeen.
0: Let's settle, settle down." Dude. I have in my notes that Luca is a very mid '90s Czechoslovakian porn star. Um, (laughs) You may not know what I'm talking about, but any gay guy listening to this (laughs) podcast knows Bellamy, and this is what Luca looks like: middle part, lean guy, and it is like this weird, like it's not R and B, but yeah, it's this this guitar heavy like porno music playing. It is, and I'm just like, ooh, what am I in college? Watching videos that I took three hours to download onto my computer. (laughs) From Kazaa. (laughs) And it's
1: got two guys, one named two guys named Johan somehow are in this. (laughs) I also have another, another cue here that just says, what's this music, but I don't know what I was talking about. (laughs) That happens more than once.
0: Uh, Luca is um, the problem is there's so many wheels spinning in this movie that I Get the the uh, plot points that have been laid out for me—the little plot crumbs like Hansel and Gretel that I'm supposed to be picking up. There's such a, a gap between storylines that I forget yeah. about them. I had forgotten that Luca was 17, um, yes. and, and so Wendy is only 13. 13, yeah, yeah, um, which is disturbing when you think about it. Um, because the their, their sort of love story ends with him saying, I'll be back next summer. I'll be back next summer. I haven't told you yet. Uh, and she says, I'll be 14. And he's like, I know. And I'm like, and you'll be 18, you sick fuck. Get your hands off her. <laughs> Uh um, I did also enjoy when they took a trip to the stock footage of NYC. That was fantastic. Yes. I love a f- There's nothing like stock footage of NYC in the spring. <laughs> <laughs> they went to that teen club, you know, Teenage Wasteland?
1: Teenage Wasteland.
0: That was the name of the club they went to to see where only 16-year-olds can go.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. That's a real place, uh, <laughs> DJ.
0: I don't think it's a real place because it's literally the only—it's um, only a building front that they filmed out in front. Uh, it's obviously the back end of the studio where they just put a guy in a leather vest to check IDs. <laughs> um, so no, it's not a real place. Um, they just <laughs> surrounded it with stock footage of NYC to make you think that Teenage West Waistline is a real uh, teenage club. In New York City.
1: It's in Shutterstock, New York. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> it's in one of the boroughs. Yeah.
1: I, I have to give this movie credit uh, only for a couple of things. But one of them is that I actually do think Christie's idea is pretty good. That oh, they're all they don't really have anything lined up for the summer and uh you know all the little kids that they babysit are gonna be out of school and they're like, What if we do a day camp? And you know, we can pull our resources, we can charge, you know, 250 bucks for a week of whatever or whatever it is. It's it's still way too cheap, you know. But but I mean, uh, that's
0: I mean, the, I think it should have been made. I'm still like a little confused on that da- why on the math on why they lost so much money. They ended up with just um what? Well, one hundred and fifty dollars or something at the yeah, end of this, right? If they're charging, when I watched it the second time and I heard them say that they were uh, charging two hundred and fifty per kid, I was like, "I'm Wait sorry, a minute. you watched this twice?" Oh, I'm afraid so. I had it on in the background while I worked today. <sighs> just uh, that's how I was
1: able to pick up on those little breadcrumbs that I had missed. Um, I don't think. Hold on one second. I just want to interrupt you, Damon. Uh, listen <laughs> I'm not to- talking, but okay. <laughs> Listener, I don't think you understand the things that Damon does for this podcast. <laughs> I don't think you appreciate how hard he works. He watched this horrible movie twice just so he could fit more jokes in for you. Oh, I did of those that. jokes. One of those jokes? That hat's wearing you, Luca. That's
0: one of the jokes. Isn't that one great?
1: Of the, one of the jokes you made?
0: Yeah. That hat's wearing you, Luca.
1: Hmm. You know? Get mm. it because no. it's such
0: a fashion statement that it's it's he's not pulling it off. It, it's sort of just like calling attention to itself.
1: So listener, never never mind what I just said about <laughs> about Damon.
0: You see, it was like a kangle, but it had a, like a plaid pattern.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to laugh. <laughs> <coughs> it backfired. Oh, um, are main characters the babysitters club members the babysitters officers junior officers <laughs> yeah they're they're kind of mean they're like not like they talk about how they're really good friends but they're kind of sniping at each other the whole movie and they're kind of mean to everybody else koki deserves it koki is mean to them without provocation from and is, and is
0: brazenly just trying to steal uh, a man out of w- what is
1: presumably a monogamous relationship. yeah she's I mean she is definitely like a your prototypical 80s 90s teen movie villain like villain with no reason to be a villain. they're she's like out to get them. but so Boring they're pink and green together. So everything she gets is is a comeuppance. it's it's dessert but like they're kind of mean to the to the boys that are trying to help them. Uh, Logan and Alan. Uh, they're not mean to Logan. They're kinda well And Alan like, is I feel like I feel like like they they were snipey with him.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I guess I didn't I didn't get the feeling that they were mean, but they uh they I they sniped in a way that I felt like was natural for for ki- I, Well, um, <laughs> i I use the word it, natural, which is a very strong word for any any dialogue in this movie. Um uh, I'm remembering uh when Jesse asked uh, well, we, we see a shot of, of uh, Dawn eating a bunch of uh, grains, um, and then it cuts to Christy eating a hamburger, and she talks about, she waxes rhapsodically about the hamburger, and then it cuts back to Jesse saying, hey, Dawn, have you watered yourself recently? I'm like, you should have switched, inverted those, yeah. those lines so that, yeah. you know, get the, the beat there. Um, so,
1: I mean, I didn't feel like it was that bad, but you uh, thought they were all rude yeah, they were, they were just, they were just kind of snotty. I mean, and not in like a, I was kind of expecting them to be nicer to each other while, you know, also developing prop. It wasn't just like within the problems they were, you know, sniping at you. Like Claudia being upset with Christy Cause she's not actually giving her the time that she promised her to help her study. But like that sort of makes sense, but they were just kind of like, I feel like they were other than the part where they're like, we're best friends forever. And they're I hugging.
0: Mean, it, yeah. I was going to say, I was, uh, was going to push them saying a little that, bit. Uh, and say you didn't pick up on the fact that they were such close friends by them telling each other that they were such close friends. And the fact <laughs> that they said they miss school because they don't get to hang out as much. And they they love going to the babysitter's club because they get to hang out. You didn't pick up on the fact that they just kept telling us how great
1: friends they are? <laughs> I mean, I heard the lines. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, to, to your... I have to say, you know, I, you know, I don't like to get sentimental and mushy here, DJ, but I have to hand it to you. You're really a great listener because my biggest complaint about this movie is that I couldn't hear most of the lines. <laughs> yeah. It was like the first mumblecore movie I feel like we've reviewed on this show. Everyone was just like talking into their fucking T-shirts. I was like, you want to get a second take of that at all? No, we're just moving on. Great, I hope that wasn't a plot point because I have no fucking idea what the hell Christie said. Everyone also looked like they um could not stop laughing like everyone looked like they were stifling giggles the entire time which i would understand if i was a child actor you know in the mid 90s i'd probably giggle a lot too but jesus christ we're trying to film a movie here (laughs) everyone's like like trying to cry while also like smiling through the entire take oh it's such an uncomfortable movie except for um rachel lee cook she's all that um who actually could not make it for the filming of this movie and was replaced <laughs> by a robot. From what I could tell, she was just small wondering her way through this film. She's just like, I don't think she ever blinked. She just like would just turn her head slowly like she was like in the Disney Hall of Presidents. That was
1: Rachel Lee Cook. It's like SpaceX, get it together. No one's going to believe that you deserve to be here and aren't just Sissy SpaceX's child. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sissy Space uh, that killed her own mother so that you could go to high school. Um,
1: you know what yeah. line I, I did hear loud and clear? Please. Was it about tomatoes? Because I have to agree. No, it was nice muscle. Oh, that was Koki oh. to Logan and not muscles. Just she that specific deltoid. Nice muscle. And I don't know if she's talking about the bikes, the trikes. Delts. I don't know what she was talking about, but um, let's talk. Yeah. Can we talk about Logan? on that.
0: Well, yeah, I was gonna say for all the guys that anyone will be into in this movie, the fact that people were like falling over Logan was one absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> it was like I was watching Labyrinth yet again. It was a fantasy, <laughs> ludicrous. Um, Logan. I mean, he's a kid I've seen in other things. I can't place. Yeah oh he's in last action hero he's the yes he's the he's kid the kid last. in last action hero uh, everyone's favorite what a reference to bring up everyone, <laughs> everyone knows that one right
1: he the movie so, that sank
0: that dinosaur movie that came out the same weekend
1: I only know that I from if I hadn't read the books I would have not understood at all what he was trying to do as far as because in 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 the books it's it's Logan's from Louisville and he has a uh, twang. He has a Southern accent and the actor who plays him, I can't remember the kid's name, but he was trying to do something. I identified that he was trying to do something when he spoke, but it was not, it was one of the worst things I've ever heard. I like among some pretty bad performances. I feel but like you
0: thinking- can tell which scene was filmed closest to the beginning of the shoot. And what scenes were filmed near the end of the shoot? Because the accent is strong in some and then just disappears entirely in others. Yeah.
1: Well, and then sometimes it's like, is he Swedish?
0: <laughs> nope. Wrong guy. Nope. Luca Not also has an accent that is neither here nor there. Well, Luca's but that like, guy's actually German. Is he?
1: Yeah. The actor. The actor. Well, well actor. like, and this is, goes to my own, like, uh, as, a, as a kid, ignorance as a kid, like, you can get away with being, like, foreign. But like, we're American. You can't just be like, do whatever and be like, that was a Southern accent. I'm like, no, I've met people <laughs> from other parts of my own country. <laughs> right. Um, or
0: just do no accent because accents don't really exist anymore. Ooh. Accents don't exist
1: anymore. You you don't think so?
0: Well, I mean, some people have accents, but, you know, I have met plenty of people from Louisville and Nashville who just sound like they're from, you know, Sacramento.
1: Well, it's also a movie, you know, where it's just with terrible acting children. They should have just gone the Kevin Costner route and be like, you know what? Just say your lines. It's fine. <laughs> You're from Middle Ages England. <laughs> You're doing great.
0: <laughs> um oh well, while we're on the subject, we got Alan Gray as well, who's uh, yeah. serving some Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins Realness. Um yeah. he is he is I feel like I mean that he is described as a dweeb throughout the fr- first part of this movie. Um a free he's probably dweeb. the cutest of the boys, but he is exhausting um to be around. They really like leaned into the dweebness so much that he never actually like turns the corner into charming. He just right. um keeps just getting more and more um disconnected from reality for lack of a better term uh at one point he he tells dawn a girl he's obviously like uh crushing on that uh she makes him so happy that he could fly and then he proceeds to run around in circles flying like a bumblebee and i'm like what movie what do you want me to do with this guy what do you want uh, what compartment am i supposed to put him in because i'd really
1: be fine if he like fell into a ravine that felt like embarrassingly real though like
0: (laughs) no 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 i mean i can see a kid doing that i mean i literally saw a kid doing that um but i could see like a kid in real life doing that but i cannot see that kid uh then later in the summer getting laid from larissa olmec
1: (sighs) we don't see that (laughs) no we (laughs) we we don't
0: to be clear that's off screen in fact, we do see a 17-year-old make out with a 13-year-old, which I guess I was supposed to be cool with, but uh, we don't see uh, any sexual relations between Alan Gray and Larissa
1: Elnick. <laughs> and to be fair, uh, although she does agree to go to the movies with him, shortly thereafter, he like, tries to gently put his arm around her and she pulls his hand off, which is like, you know, consent. Like that's You would do what you need to do, but it's also like, the movie is trying to make us believe that they're like a couple now, and then <laughs> clearly Alan believes that. And she's like, no, which I kind of liked them being like, well, you know, she's agreed to go to a movie, but that's it. He's got a long way to go before they're in any sort of relationship. He's got to like, stop flapping around like a weirdo.
0: Oh, Jesus. Yes. I wrote my uh, note on him as uh Alan Gray. He was wearing a boater. Like he's like in a barbershop quartet in, in his introduction.
1: I also wrote down here. Um, cause I think it was, it was Claudia's idea to turn the, um, greenhouse into their office and then christy's like we should turn this into our office and claudia's like yeah and i just wrote don't columbus claudia's idea christy uh
0: it was i mean claudia's story was the most lame i feel like of the stories um and also the it seemed like it was just sort of pieced together from the editing room floor they were just like all right, uh, here's some more Claudia stuff. Just stick it in wherever, wherever well, we got to beat. Yeah,
1: they they write a song to help her study. And oh, that yeah, was like so, kind of re- Christy's redemption, sort of, but then not really.
0: Yeah, so she she ha- she's studying for her final and Christy promises that she's going to help her study. Um, several times, we get several lines of, I'll help yes. you study. And then Claudia going, thanks, Christy. And then we get it a second time. And I'm like, oh, you couldn't decide which one you wanted to go with. Um, and then... Later, when as Christy gets distracted by her dad's consistent lying, um, she starts to like not help Claudia at all. And we see several scenes of them sort of fighting at each, fighting with each other, um, and then yes, they they write this. Unintelligible absolutely rap song. <laughs> terrible mumbled rap. Um how could uh, you
1: fail with Habidava in a head <laughs> that <thip> part <laughs> going through your head? My
0: name is Biology, and I'm here to say <laughs> if you want to learn the body, mine's the only way. Um, Supba karyotype. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's absolutely horrendous. But what was uh, Tyler can tell me better than 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 myself. Um
1: oh, the brain is the chain? Is that the line? I I need can you yell for Tyler? We need to know.
0: Tyler. Tyler.
1: (laughs) It's a good tape.
0: Tyler.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's like in a in a Zoom meeting. (laughs)
0: Probably. Yeah, he's actually talking with the president. Little known fact. he is the uh, secretary of agriculture. (laughs) Oh Tyler, you can come in. What is the rap? The brain rap, the brain, the brain, the center of the chain, the brain, the brain, the center of the chain. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I like that rap because it tells me nothing of the brain. (laughs) Because the brain is the start of the chain. It's not the center of any chain. (laughs) It's where signals begin and end. (laughs) Tyler disagrees. you touch something. It sends something to your brain, but that's the end of the chain. No, it comes back and it tells you something else. It tells you that it's hot, you know, like
1: it's the center of the chain because it has to go from it travels your hand, from my
0: finger to my to brain, the brain, back to my finger
1: again. <sighs> sounds you, like Tyler. Sounds Thank like somebody you. needs a rap song to help them remember. Tyler, if you could work out a rap for for the brain thing, that would be great. <laughs>
0: Brain, the brain, the center, of the chain. Uh. Um, so, yeah, so then that is Christie's sort of redemption. And then uh, the movie suddenly remembers, oh shit, no, that's not, that can't be a redemption because we have to work out this father stuff. Yeah. So, it's sort of a redemption just for Claudia, but then the whole group has problems with Christie. So then we have to have like another thing. It's a very, I think it stems from the problem. This movie never wants anyone to have any actual problems to solve. They have yeah. threats of problems to solve, but there's never actually a problem that needs solving. Um, so, Claudia needs help studying, and then they help her study, and then she passes her test. Right. There's a threat she might not pass her test, but she does. Uh, Mrs. Haberman threatens to call the city council, but she never does. Um, Matt, or Koki is going to go to the Smashing Pumpkins concert with Logan, except he never said yes, so they're never going to the Smashing Pumpkins <laughs> concert with Logan. Um, yeah, there's just always this... The movie never wants me to feel that stressed out about the possibility that something might go wrong, yeah. um, which, in fine. I guess, the movie's defense, that sort of tracks with the books we read as well. There's never yeah. really that much of a threat. Um, it's not like Christy gets shot in the chest and we don't know if we're going to get her to the hospital in time. You know what I mean? Uh, book she only five. gets like winged on the arm, and you know she's <laughs> going to be fine in the end. Book five, Christy's triage. <laughs> um. Um, Oh, and the the only the only thing I wanted to bring up is the father, I feel like, is the true villain of this movie. Yes, he's movie. a piece of shit. But the movie would not agree with me. The movie's like, yeah. well, they sort of, you know, had their good time. And I'm like, he's terrible and emotionally abusive and put yeah. Christy in a terrible state for like three months where she was lying to everyone and almost lost everyone near her. So, I mean, which is classic abusive behavior so that yeah. then she relies on him. It was terrible, and he like gets the AOK from the movie in the end.
1: Yeah, and he's it like... really pissed me off. Gaslighting her about how many letters he wrote and all this kind of stuff. And like, Tyler even
0: his theory is that he never had a real job interview, or he or he knew from the very beginning that he was not going to get this job. Right. Because I couldn't piece together why he would.
1: He doesn't come, say goodbye. He just leaves her a letter that's like, right. I'm and going he to comes here.
0: He comes to Stony Brook. Um thinking he's definitely got the job and then the job strings him along for months that yeah. never tracked with me.
1: Yeah. No, I think, I think he's a piece of shit.
0: Oh, um, uh, the mother says at the end, your father's full of dreams
1: like you. And yeah. I thought, so I know you're going to abandon your children. one That's day. What I was like, I, I wrote in quotes, you're going to grow up to be a piece of shit. Like your dad, <laughs> which is probably
0: true. I mean true. He's laying the foundation for for uh, genetic, you know, her uh, inherited behavior. Not genetic behavior, but inherited. Behavior. <laughs> that's not um, how genes work. Although there is inherited trauma, some, you know, there wait, that that's the op- that's makes the opposite point I'm trying to make. Okay. Cut
1: all this. Or leave it in <laughs> to humiliate me. I also want to like just go rewind just a second. Uh I, you know, I believe in personal responsibility. <laughs> Ayn, Ayn Rand is my hero.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. You're a regular Mitch McConnell. Go I, I,
1: I also got a PPP loan, as did the Ayn Rand <laughs> condition. <laughs> oh,
0: and, for
1: fuck's sake. And, and Elon uh, Musk and Kanye West, go fuck yourselves, both of you. And I just want to say, it's still kind of Claudia's fault if she fails this test, right? I mean, like, it's still her taking the test.
0: Absolutely. She, also, yes. she doesn't
1: fail the test. She can still study yeah. on her own fucking time. Yeah. But
0: also, saying. everyone else was kind of like. Also, Claudia, you can't go to NYC. Like what? when she goes to she goes to New York City with Stacy, oh, even yeah. though she yeah. protests and says, "I got to study." And Stacy's like, "But my dad won't let me go unless you come with me."
1: Yeah, more guilting behavior. You got. You got to study, Claudia. Uh, but clearly, apparently, she doesn't. She gets a be Myers. It's great. Um, yeah. I want. I have to um, throw in a Lauren quote. Um, Please. So, uh, as we mentioned, they they find this greenhouse and they decide they're going to make it into the uh, Babysitters Club office. And they so they clean it up. And Lauren said, "Don't take on those overheads, ladies. <laughs> Keep your biz lean." <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true. I didn't understand good, good why. Advice. Uh, why they suddenly wanted it as their office? Um, and there is it's this greenhouse. it's very hot. They're all very sweaty in there, <laughs> right? And that—I mean—I guess that's the closest thing as a running joke in the in the the movie. Although I didn't pick up on it because the movie never makes it really all that apparent. They're just like someone will just say, "Oh, it's hot in here," um, yeah. and then when they're talking to the city council, the city council is getting proceedingly more hot, and I'm like, "What are we? Why are we doing this?" Yeah. Um, and then eventually they give it to poor Ellen Burstyn. Um, not poor because you know she ends up with the greenhouse in the end because her character is a gardener. Poor Ellen Burstyn that she has to be in this goddamn movie. <laughs> she just came for a paycheck. Um, uh, Ellen Burstyn, I think she doesn't say a line for the first hour of the movie. She's, she's just, just constantly a, yeah. this poor like sort of uh, Mister Wilson type character. Yeah, it's very, um, very
1: put upon neighbor kind of. Eye.
0: Yeah, she's just like ah. Um, she's just constantly like doing Petunias! that. Um but when she finally screamed, I was like, oh, thank
1: God, Ellen Burstyn saved me from this all-children cast. <laughs> yeah, they they, uh, they went all in on the kid acting on this one, and it did, it did not pay off. Um,
0: I think, I mean, we see
1: Christy's uh,
0: mom, and stepmom, and dad. Um, we don't ever see Marianne or Dawn's parents. Nope. Um, we don't see, I don't think we see anyone else's parents.
1: I don't think so. At least not not very long. If we Oh, we see uh, Mimi, we see uh Claudia's No, grandma, Mimi's right? dead. Oh, Mimi's dead. That's right. Was it her mom? It might have been her mom. her
0: mom. I don't remember seeing her though. Oh, when they go to visit the go to a meeting? Maybe I'm Dude, I didn't, maybe I didn't I'm, see anyone.
1: I I think I might be It's pretty uh, much Charlie Brown's Christmas in here. I think I'm confusing. Uh, we just started watching Pen Fifteen, and I think I'm. Confusing. Oh, you bastard! What an asshole! Oh God, Pen Fifteen, that was fantastic. We had to, uh, Lauren had to stop watching it because it was too gross. Oh no! What happened? Was uh, it the
0: masturbation episode? Yeah, the pulsating.
1: Yeah, she's like, I think you may need to take over this if you want to keep watching it. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, I was. Uh, I'm just going to point out a few lines that I enjoyed. This one I actually enjoyed without um, irony, which is something. Uh, Marianne gets roped into a very awkward uh, third wheel situation with Christie and her dad, um, and um, her dad, I guess, forgets to serve her food, and she says, um, "That's okay. I don't have to eat. I could even leave," <laughs> which, <laughs> which is said uh, so coolly and robotically, but. It, it works, really works for me. It works in
1: this context, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Claudia has a very weird moment um, where she says, I'm getting my first great idea. But she says, uh, there's a pause there. And I was like, whoa, Babysitter's Club going all <laughs> in.
1: Gross.
0: Um, I want to point out that Colleen Camp is in this movie. Not many people remember her or know who she is, but you might know her as Yvette the Maid from Clue mm the who greatest does she portray in this movie she is Stacy's mom. she's got it going on now that's oh. the other mom the mom who's worried about one the almost adult man uh who's visiting to take her daughter on a hike um and uh who speaks German and uh
1: she's very worried about her daughter's uh muffin rations they hmm. i like that they 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 don't like shy away from the diabetes storyline it is one single beat in this you know in the plot but they don't you know they're like stacy has diabetes it's a very it's a through line in the books and it is like uh they they don't make it's not like a big deal in this movie but it is part of it like she's worried about her eating and then she's like kind of uh brushes it off and then she almost passes out while they're hiking and and then she has to eat and then she has to tell Luca and then Luca's like, dude, it's fine. And then everybody's like, yeah, it's fine. Um, I'm
0: trying to get in your pants. It is fine.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, you,
0: a fellow 16 year old. <laughs> this is appropriate. No. How do you like my hat? <laughs> Some gay guy told me it was wearing me. I don't know what that means.
1: <laughs> um, there was a good moment that, that, uh, that uh, Lauren and I really liked where, She, um, Christy, it's Christy's birthday and they have a little birthday party and they get her a cake and Mallory picks up the cake. Mallory's the, one of the junior members. And, um, she's the most,
0: um, she reminded me of that girl from Dennis the menace. Mm, Um, Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she's dressed like a 1920s director at all times. She always has the cute little tie.
1: She has the best outfits. That's the other highlight for she's me. She is
0: my favorite. Va- of the two Dyke characters, she's my favorite of the Dyke <laughs> characters. Yes. I but like she- I like a lesbian who looks like a newsie.
1: <laughs> if you're going to go, go. you know. <laughs> but she uh, she, so gets, she, gets an ice cream cake and it melts because they're waiting for Stacey and apparently don't have a freezer. Uh, but they're like what kind of cake is this? Why <laughs> did you get an ice cream cake? And they all just look at Mallory and she doesn't say anything. She just shrugs <laughs> and in like a really defeated way. And it was like, yeah, she fucking picked up a cake and an ice cream cake is a perfectly appropriate thing to get. Just put it in the freezer until the guests have Yeah, around. they're not like out in the woods. Go put it in the goddamn thing.
0: Um, it is one of those moments. There are, there are several in this movie, but I felt like Pert uh from Parks
1: and Rec where I was like, I don't know what that means, but it has the cadence. Of the joke, <laughs> yeah, that um, one worked. That one worked for me because it was just physical, and they didn't make her say anything. She just kind of shrugs. Yeah, just she, sort of st- like they were like, "We'll come back to this joke later," and they never did. Yeah, but we have she. She was like, it was the shrug of someone who had given up on life in general. I do appreciate in that scene when, when Christy
0: finally comes around after her nightmarish scenario at the fairgrounds where her father abandons her, true villain. Um, she says, I can't believe you guys are still talking to me. And I thought, after I mildly inconvenienced you all summer. Like, all <laughs> she's done is be late to things occasionally or need to be updated on what's going on. The betrayal of Christy to the Babysitter's Club is so mild that you can tell the group is just waiting to get... get rid of her just ready to cut her loose at any moment <laughs> claudia is like i'll be the president yeah let's bring this session to order um i also want to point out my favorite uh, dramatic moment in this uh i, I and i realize that this undercuts my point that christy only mildly inconvenes people um her brother david michael no wait that's one of her yes. charges
1: no david michael's her brother
0: okay yes you're absolutely right i just remembered what happens um he, uh, Christy has to leave to go hang out with her father early. Oh, yeah. Um, and David Michael is left at the summer camp. Uh, he goes up to Jesse initially who g- gives real theater kid energy talking to him. Hi, David. I was like, okay, Jesse, just why don't we take, why don't you take a break and we'll come back and do this after lunch. <laughs> um,
1: Get your juice when box. You're, a little, when you're a little
0: Logie from a sandwich or something from craft services. um so David Michael is having trouble telling Jesse, like, I need someone to walk me home because my sister's gone. Um, but Jesse gets distracted by another kid who's also precocious. Ugh. Um, and so David Michael decides to walk himself home. Um, it, but <laughs> the movie doesn't really explain it all that well. We just sort of see David Michael, who it's never been clarified is um, Christie's brother until right. after this scene. So we just see a kid uh, who's... Shrugging about where Christy's gone, and he's standing in the middle of the field. Immediate cut to him in traffic. Yeah. With tears streaming down his face. (laughs) That's it. Then cut to Christy coming home late at night.
1: And his and her parents.
0: And and the parents explaining, like, oh, you left David Michael. He had to walk himself home. Something could have happened. But that shot of David Michael in traffic with tears streaming down his face. I need you to talk to Sarah Shepard, the other one. And (laughs) Uh, I want that to be one of our Instagram pictures for this episode. Just him <laughs> tears streaming down his face. It was so perfect. It was like the Native American from the 1970s pollutions commercials. It was fantastic. It was like one of those like really guilt ridden um, HPV vaccine commercials that they do now, where it's like, uh, where you see the adult age backwards and eventually he's like, Did you get me the vaccine? Mom, dad, have you never seen these commercials?
1: No, I've never. No They're fantastic.
0: They're um, fantastic. There's an HPV vaccine that a lot of people, um, conservatives, uh, think uh, I can't remember the actual controversy. I think they just think it's pr- inappropriate to give to kids. And I think they also think it causes uh, mental uh, problems um, or some nonsense. Um, So people stopped letting their kids get the HPV vaccine, despite the fact that it was incredibly effective. So then there was like a commercial like campaign to get people to take the HPV vaccine. And they have these terribly like, the only point in these commercials is to guilt parents into making sure their kids don't die. Um, So you like see a kid or an adult with HPV and then like they slowly age backwards throughout the commercial. And then the first one is like a young kid going mom, dad to like guilt the parents into getting them an HPV vaccine. It's so
1: great. I highly recommend them
0: in the realm of HPV related commercials. It's my favorite.
1: (laughs) What about uh, Golden Brahms? That was for HPV, right? No, that was for the arts. But I, you're
0: very close—the HPV of culture. <laughs> <laughs> it's the power of the arts. <laughs> uh, I also, Goon tag! I also appreciated this movie's um, concern about permits and Christie's confidence that they did not need a permit, even though they are all minors watching what, like twenty to thirty even more minor minors well St- uh, stony brook is a libertarian community so <laughs> built on the ideals of self-actualization mm-hmm. uh and objectivism uh ellen burston um she keeps saying that she's going to call the city and then when it's revealed that she's actually on the city council i was like you mean just call like greg your friend your co-worker that you work with on the goddamn city council you are the city what the hell are you talking about I am um, the city. I, wish, I would, <laughs> it. I would pay it. Turns out she's be. the penguin. I forgot to mention.
1: I would pay to hear Ellen Burstyn say that line. Uh, Call the city? I am the city. Kid, <laughs> I own the police. <laughs> um,
0: anyway, the last thing I'm going to say is that uh, Larissa Olneck, not the character that she plays, Dawn, but Larissa Olnek, the actress, obviously throughout the entire course of this film, hates children and working with them every shot of her interacting with a child is my face when i have to interact with a child which is like when is your parents coming back because i am i know she's out of here she's a babysitter why did you take this job why is this your calling (laughs) why would you be in a
1: club of other babysitters all right that's all i got let's go to the verdict come on let's go
0: DJ, what did you think of The Babysitter's Club, 1995, the movie, slash quality is Revenge? This movie sucks. <laughs> Your own child is an idiot.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, not, We didn't even touch very much on the fact that not only is there so much child acting from the main cast, but also Ugh. all of the charges, the charges, all of the, there's a lot of kids that they babysit and they're adorable, but even worse because they're very small children who, who can act even less than our main character. It's just like, I don't know. They did not giggle to their credit. They didn't seem like they were getting a giggle in every time they said a line. Doesn't matter. They were terrible. Uh, and Ellen Burstyn, who is a good actress, does she can't, she can't do anything with this. She, no. she, she doesn't, doesn't say a line for the first hour of the movie. What is she going to do? She does her level best, but it you know, she doesn't have a lot to work with. And you know, this movie sucks. And this is coming from someone who kind of liked the books. Like, not it wasn't like, you know, I haven't read any since we covered them or anything like that. <laughs> you didn't return to the series. But it can't, it, you know, I, I, I'm i interested to see the new Netflix series to like what they do with sort of more of a, um, I don't know, maybe more effort. <laughs> it doesn't seem like there was a lot of directorial effort. I, I don't blame the kids for, I, I usually don't blame children for bad child acting because there's like a lot of blame that goes to the re- director in that case. Cause they're children, you know, there's like, it's yeah. your job to say, here's how that would be played if you were doing a good job, <laughs> you know?
0: Um, I think, yeah, I think you, you're absolutely right. You, you're inner child is an idiot. Um, This movie is uh,
1: terrible. Um, this was hard to get through. Like both of us were texting like when we were only a few minutes in like, Oh no. I was 11 minutes in
0: before I was like, how do I get out of this? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's definitely a lot of child acting, different levels of child acting. Ugh. Um, you also have... Uh, yeah, the direction is terrible. I think also just the stories of the Babysitter's Club um, will probably be more conducive to, to, to shows. I think they fit that template very well. Yeah. Um, they're very short and concise stories, and they're not all that... Um, surprising story-wise. Right. Uh, they're sort of very by-the-books, you know, young adult or, or teenage, you know, children's books. Um, so I think, you know, you wouldn't be as disappointed watching a kind of, you know, by-the-numbers uh, story beats in a episodic, you know, 20, 25-minute show than right. sitting through, you know, an hour and 40 minutes of just like, oh, just get to the part where she makes out with the foreign exchange student already.
1: Yeah. Um, it was you could tell it was hard for them to make this into a movie because it was like what I mean Christie's is clearly like the the A plot but it's also like
0: well there's just a lot of plots and you know
1: yeah. it just seems like there's too many
0: wheels spinning I think I think there's a lot of coasting going on. I don't think they were really that interested in getting a good plot out or good acting out of their their actors uh, actresses, and I think the direction is sometimes confusing. Um, yeah, just
1: visually, even just yeah, like, what's it's going just on. kind
0: of a mess. And I don't know if that's because they were like, "Look, people are going to go see this because it's an established property," or I don't even know if that kind of thinking was already prevalent in Hollywood yet, or if they were just taking a chance. But yeah. I don't know if maybe they were just a little bit lazy because it's a girl's property and not a boy's property. Mm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. But yeah, this is not um, a well-handled
1: adaptation. Yeah. Uh, don't don't watch this, anybody. Don't. What do you think, everybody? Uh, you can email us at idiot at gmail.com. You can call us at 615-576-0525 and leave us a message. We'll play on the show if you want. Um You can find us on all social media. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, I think this is important to note uh, that uh, that Sarah, who's been helping us with our social media, pointed out is uh, she didn't realize that Damon hand draws the uh, cartoons that we post. Uh, She thought he worked in Photoshop, which is a skill in and of itself. But uh, Damon does uh, drawings by hand uh, for most episodes. Pointed, uh, but yes, pre- pretty, <laughs> pretty consistently lately. We've been uh, trying to do a better job at, at uh, our, with our social media, and uh, it's really awesome. Follow us on Instagram. You're in idiot. You can uh, find us on Twitter at Y I C I A I You can find us on Facebook, but don't go there. Nobody goes there. Uh, if you want to help support the show, you can become a patron. at are childhoods an or patreon. dot slash is an idiot. Um, we want to thank our current patrons. Wait, and- do we have a new patron? You do, and it's an honor to say thank you to our patron, Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, We also have Kevin from Cleveland. The Zesty. And I want to say, give all credit to the next person. Uh, The Supreme Ruler of this podcast. Um, They uh, gave us permission to move around who uh, who we say before the supreme ruler of this podcast. So it always sounds like uh, people are getting a turn being the supreme ruler of this podcast, which is very kind. Um, and I interrupt. Of- Sorry, what?
0: That was generous of them, but it also means that our next patron has been demoted. Uh, T. Smith has been demoted. <laughs> as she is no longer
1: the uh, supreme ruler of this podcast. Sorry about that. Uh, Primordial Burrito. Little Flick. Lindsay Nell. Larissa Maestro. Karen Kurd. Just Cuz, Joshua Nicholson, Jonathan Day, Jeremy Powellan, Jacob Grimm, His Honor the Mayor, Dramatically Placed Hot Dog, Dan McIntyre, Demons Australian Accent, Christina Brooklyn. <laughs> See, I you, just, get fun, you get fun with voiceover work I as well. I wanted to do an accent, and even worse than yours. <laughs> didn't think <laughs> that was possible. Uh, thank not you, not guys. Possible so much we really appreciate uh, you helping support the podcast and helping us keep making the show Uh, if you want to become a patron like them patreon.com slash year and child's an idiot Um, I think it's time to to just get together and just appreciate what a great friend group we are you and me Damon just together we always have each other's backs and that Mm -hmm. one time you helped me with with that brain as the chain song on my biology test
0: um, sometimes when I think about our friendship I just sort of hum to myself yeah
1: you know? na, 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 na na. which boyfriends?
0: friends then I say
1: and I keep going to the Clarissa explains it all song <laughs> in my head the 90s were a time for uh,
0: sort of uh, not needing to buy instruments just sort of use your vocal cords. I always say
1: we didn't have lyrics back then so we just used nouns